Okay, welcome to the podcast. Here we go. Um, if you talk like that the rest of the podcast, we'll give you five dollars. <laughs> That's not worth it. I don't think ten dollars. Definitely not be able to keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So currently, the weather is twenty nine degrees. It feels like twenty nine degrees. <laughs> And the precipitation probability is less than 1%. Next hour, no precipitation. Nice. It's freaking cold out there. It is cold. It's also cold in this basement. I mean, it could be worse. Like, we could literally be dead with frostbite, from frostbite. I just wish it were a little colder, or a little warmer in here. Think of all the starving children. I mean, I'm more worried. We need to be happy with what we have. I'm more worried about my instruments and my gear than anything. Well, who's set up in the basement? I mean, me, but I don't have any <laughs> other place here, so this is where they I mean, live. you don't technically need a bed. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, also. Mike doesn't sleep in a bed. He has it. Wait, what does he sleep on, actually? <laughs> he has my old um, riser thing, like frame, with a piece of plywood on it. He sleeps on plywood? Yeah. He has nothing else? No, like blankets and stuff, but yep. Goodness gracious. Your He's freaking metal. <laughs> he is metal. The only thing that would be more metal is if there were like spikes or something. Yeah, and he wore a spiked <clears throat> collar. No, it's like that thing in the Da Vinci Code when he like cinches around his leg to abuse himself. I haven't seen Da Vinci Code. You what? <laughs> Sorry. Holy cow, what <laughs> is this world? <laughs> I am so ashamed of you. That's a good movie. It's a good book, too. No, there's this guy in it who's like this extra devout priest. He's like a Christian um, extremist dude that believes – it's like the, the belief of this type of uh, crazy person that um, in order for us to be like worthy of Christ's sacrifice, we have to inflict pain on ourselves to understand it. That's weird. And he literally wears this like spiked thing around his leg that pierces his skin. Goodness. And it's like cinched around his leg and like, yeah. And he like limps everywhere he goes because he's in constant pain because self-mutilation is a thing, yo. Wow. That sounds terrifying. And on that heavy note, <laughs> let's move on to the other heavy note. <laughs> yeah, this was your topic. so This I'll, is my topic, I'll so I'll, I'll introduce it. Um, so recently I was, I was um, browsing the more um, controversial subreddits of the <laughs> – Reddit, and there's one for men's rights issues. Um, specifically, it's just like trying trying to raise awareness because society in general kind of ignores issues that men face. Um, it's not like most people assume that it's like anti-feminist because there's a good portion of people on it who are, and they assume that it's like ridiculously patriarchal. When in reality, like for the most part, the conversations on it are just, look at this issue, look at that issue. Anyway, one of the topics that they had a post about was um, specifically pointing out that um, men and women commit the, generally speaking, statistically the same crimes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And uh, they linked to an article about the rise in sexual misconduct by female teachers in recent years, in the last two decades there's been a substantial rise most be it used to be mostly completely or mostly dominated by men like 90 percent predators of teachers were men and now it's it's now like 60 40 or something like that i don't remember the exact numbers this article doesn't actually bring that up but um this article is specific to um like the canton ohio area i don't know what area oh, mckinley yeah. area i don't know um, and it tells a bunch of different stories of recent news. Most of them are one lady. Most, Most of them are Eichler. Yeah, the chick. Lady. She made a lot of big news because, I don't know, because it was kind of, she was very um, not ashamed of it, how she went about it. She She was literally just, you know, preying on boys. Like crazy. What do you think about um, the article, though? How depressed were you after you read it? <laughs> On a scale of one to not going to make a suicide joke. <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> I was literally like, thinking the same thing. Like on a scale of one to, let's say seven. Uh, I mean, I mean, the only thing in the article that really was like, oh wow, that's kind of terrible, is the statistic that ten percent of people are our students are sexually mistreated before. Was that from this article? Yeah, I just read it. Oh, I, I um, yeah. are sexually mistreated uh, by teachers oh, by right. the age of or by the by time they graduate. K-12. Yeah, K is... through twelve, ten percent of all students are. Uh, I actually read another study um, today. Um, I'm too lazy to find the source of it, so <laughs> take this as a word of mouth thing. But it was something like twenty or thirty percent of all students have. Um, some sort of sexual misconduct by a peer in that's school, tw- in school, 20%. during school. Goodness. Um, and that's probably anything from, you know, sexual assault, like full on issues like that. And then just, you know, sexual advances that are unwanted. I don't know what the, the criteria for that statistic was, but you know, that altogether, I mean, those, those kids probably overlap some, um, but Public school is like, in its worst possible way, that's 40% or 30% of kids are suffering at the hands of abusers sexually. And at its best case scenario with these statistics, if there's overlap between the two, 20%, right? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's That's literally terrifying to me. Like, that makes me so not want to send a child to a public school education thing just for the the one in 10 chance, two in 10 chance of them being sexually abused by either a peer or a mentor. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. That's so terrifying. It seemed way higher than I thought when I read that. I was like, wow, dang, that's actually like, pretty not great. Uh, um, let's see, biology class in college, we talked about how for most experiments, for them to be considered successful, they have to have a success rate of over 95%. And I'm like, public education is failing students 10% of the time just relating to sexual misconduct. And that is from teachers. And that is like no good. That is that is awful stats. Not to mention, you know, all the other rampant issues with bullying, yeah, bullying and, and foul mouth languages and, and just lack of good education. That too. No, like, there's, no, seriously, there's literally kids that get through high school and don't learn how to read. <laughs> there was that vine that that, that guy is like, "Hello, I'm 18, blah, blah blah," and I never heard learned how to read. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's kind of funny. It's yeah. on like every vine compilation you'll ever see. I don't remember that. You didn't? No, well, I'll send it to you. Just kidding, I probably won't. Yeah, I don't really care about vines. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, there are a couple things in this article that were really interesting. This is one of the first articles that talks about female abusers. And so, mm, what's the word? So factually and not soft, if that makes sense. Like this is just oh. outlining and calling her an abuser and and you know what she is the specific Eichler chick, Eichler I don't know her name I'm pronouncing it like a German, Eichler, um she did some terrible things to multiple students right mm-hmm. and I know like one of them was 18 but she's still a teacher and that's you know still a felony yeah um, but yeah so there was that. Um, but like the article still had some language. I, I don't think, I, I think in general society doesn't really think of as, as women as being the sexual abusers, if that makes sense. Like, let's be honest, um, in a given conversation, you post this on Facebook in a public place and, or if it's posted by like a news article, there's going to be a good number of people commenting saying, oh man, what a lucky kid, like referring to the boy getting a teacher. Oh. Right? Yeah. Whereas the the gender roles were reversed, it's like send the guy to prison for 30 years and and <laughs> yeah. chemically castrate him. <laughs> like there's I don't know. I feel like society has a pretty strong stigma against um men abusers, but not against women abusers. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Also, it was weird in the article that she so she apparently 
came on to like what, like four different boys at her school? Something like that, three Could, or four. And like some of them, it was multiple incidents with the same. Yeah. One of them was one of the same seventeen-year-old student, um, like three times. Yeah, and she only got thirty days in prison, and then another thirty days of like part-time jail. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was. It was but like a, a a weird hybrid. Yeah, but it was just like that's okay. At most, that's two months. And if that were the other way around, it would be way longer. I mean, she still like, is like, she still is on like the sexual predators, predators list for list 10 years or whatever stuff, or but for life. But still, it seems kind of crazy. It's only 30 days. Yeah, that is actually pretty crazy, especially considering the recent, um, I don't want to get too many details on this instance, but there's that kid that I didn't know directly, but a bunch of people I know knew who molested four oh, children yeah. and got 50 years. Like, I mean, what he did was kind of worse. Depending on how you look at it, <laughs> arguably worse, but arguably less impactful, if that makes sense. Because four, three of the four children don't remember oh, yeah. the abuse whatsoever, and only one of them does. But, you know, 50 years for that, and this chick does, abuses the same number of children. I mean, they're still by the law children. From a, not only that, but she has this position of, um, what's the word? A position of mentorship. Yeah. I don't know. Authority on authority. This. A position. Yeah, she has a position of position authority over these kids, and she only gets best case thirty days, worst case sixty days. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Kind of a bit unfair or skewed, and like, I mean. That really bugs me. That really does bug me. Yeah, it seems kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't really have any other thoughts about this. Neither do I. It's, it's, I mean, it's just another reason why I, I just really don't like public school. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> we're going to become okay. one of those crazy podcasts where all we talk about is why public school sucks and why big government sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. Yeah. Down with big pharma. Vaccines are a sham. <laughs> just kidding. Basically just all fall in about. line with the rest of the crowd that people <laughs> assume are like us. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, so all day today um, as a awkward segue. All day today I have been <laughs> staring at different things for... Uh, Macs, MacBooks, and iPhones and stuff. Just, I mean, background. Lusting after their beauty. Uh, not. <laughs> Just kidding. Get the hints. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Um. So I used a MacBook for work forever. Um. Forever eight months, and I loved it. It was really good. I had some issues with the display, and by the end, I was pretty annoyed with it because, um. Grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Um, and it is. In some ways, the grass has been greener with Linux. Um, like the tool, the command line tools are just so awesome. And it's a little janky to get the same things going on Mac. Like getting OMIZ shell set up is harder on a Mac. I mean, minimally harder. Yeah. Relatively. I did it, but it did take me a while. Yeah, that took me like literally one console command and I was done. Oh yeah, it definitely took longer for me. And then I just had to set up the the RC file. Nerd. <laughs> Hashtag nerd. <laughs> Hashtag nerd, yeah. Yeah, so I've just been really, really missing the portability of a MacBook Pro. Being able to code on the go. That's so, so lame <laughs> to say out loud. <laughs> but really, like the build quality and, and the... Uh, the uh, the 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 benefit the usability I guess of the powerful bat like the long lasting battery et cetera et cetera um, has been really making me sad that I don't have but it's mostly because it's coming to a head with my current Dell laptop I'm never touching a Dell product again like um, if a company wants to give me a Dell laptop to work for on I'm going to refuse it because <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> no it's been crashing like every it didn't crash today which is probably because I was really careful with it today. <laughs> I wasn't doing what I normally do. Not really as much, but it crashed the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Anyway, um, so I'm thinking 
because I also am really pissed off at Google right now. Um, because they're literally the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Not really much of a reason. (laughs) I know. I I mean, issues that they have with YouTube, issues that they have with, um, you know, Google searches are are pretty biased. Like the results can seem extremely biased sometimes. The how much, just how much freaking data they harvest. Like my phone, when I I did a little digging, I don't know, like two years ago about how much telemetry my phone actually has for for giving Google my information. How much? And just telemetry. So like the ways is. the ways they track data. Oh okay. Um, and the amount of just having an Android phone, even if your GPS is off, and um, even if you're not connected to data, your phone still records location-based information based off of cell towers you connect to, and then when it can, it uploads it to Google. Goodness. So, I mean, it's not super accurate, but it's still... I mean, ballpark, it's still kind of scary. Yeah, on top of that, um, they recently are starting to release RCS, which has been really nice because it's like the iMessage, the Android version of iMessage but at the same time they originally were wanting carriers to do it and they've made a sudden shift recently to them doing it themselves and it's now released I am using it with with a couple people um, and it has been heavenly for sending full size pictures <laughs> but I'm starting to get a little suspicious that the reason why they're pushing it because about three or four months ago, all the carriers announced that they're going to form an alliance and build it themselves and not use Google standard. They're going to create their own standard. And Google then suddenly started releasing it. They le- like I don't know if it was them leaking it, but it was leaked like a way to a workaround to get it working before they officially released it. Um, but... I'm starting to suspect that they want it to go through their server so they can continue harvesting that data. Mm. And I really am tired of being the product instead of just a consumer. And so like that's one of the benefits of Apple is that they way more respect their users and buy purchasers' data. True that. So anyway... I might be making the plunge here in the next year to switch over everything because if I'm going to own a MacBook, which I'm currently in the market to buy, I might as well have the beauty of being in the ecosystem of also having an iPhone. Yeah. So what are your takes on all that nonsense? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, I totally have felt that same thing. That's why I, one of the reasons why I like Apple products is because I know that I'm the customer. Like you obviously pay a lot because iPhones and I mean, iPhones, iPhones are, are about... The market has caught up with iPhones. Yeah. They used to be like twice as expensive as as other phones though. Yeah. iPhone is basically priced pretty well, but MacBooks for what you're getting is, they're way more expensive. Um, at least yeah. strictly talking about specs. Yeah. Other things, I mean, justify, quality, for the, sure. justify the prices increase, um, but yeah. So... Um, I already know, or I you already have used a Mac and enjoy using a Mac, and so he thought it'd be fun if I did a top five reasons of why I use or why I like iOS. My five favorite features. Yeah. So to introduce this new segment that we're gonna do in the show <laughs> called <laughs> Nate's Tech Corner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's Nathan, your tech guru. Hello. <laughs> that's all I got now the temperature is I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so the first one of why I really like iOS is <laughs> it related nothing really related to Apple at all but it's their apps uh, iOS has most of the time apps come to iOS first which is always right. nice and they're updated first too but the other thing is there are a ton of apps that are just really, really good that are iOS only. Um, and I mean, I'm sure the same is on Android. I've had a bunch of people who or a bunch of people on my podcasts who have like have they've been interested in Android and have always like bought new Android phones and like messed around with them. And they're like, yeah, this Android is really good. The one thing that I wish though is that some of the apps were a little bit better. Um I'm not saying that all. Can Android I apps talk bad, about one but... of my biggest complaints with Android apps? Sure. Ninety percent of them are not regional whatsoever. 
they're like the most garbage English third oh. third world country. Sorry. That might be a bit <laughs> offensive. <laughs> now, a lot of them are just, I know my data is being harvested by China or other things if I use them. And so I, I have to... I have to browse the app store with the same mentality that I browse the regular internet in that if something looks kind of sketchy and not super American, if that makes sense, that sounds a bit conceited, but if it doesn't look obviously American, I have to assume that it's going to destroy my phone with viruses or spyware. Yeah, see that. And that's not something that Android has had except in the last two to three years. Yeah. And it's actually starting to really get get grind my gears because the ads especially the ads on android are so incredibly frustratingly bad yeah that like i mean i don't really come across ads that often because i buy most of my apps but when i play a game and there's like an app Mm -hmm. every two seconds an ad every two seconds it's like someone hired their grandma to use google translate (laughs) to to translate their app into english and it's like seriously so bad and um, annoying, like that's. Hmm. I'm not annoyed by their culture, but I'm annoyed by them giving me their culture without me asking. <laughs> yeah, and that actually that's so interesting because it's totally the opposite with like, if I don't know how many people know this, probably not that many, uh, unless you're like a. Mac so what nerd. you're saying is like the ads on iPhone are like super pompous American like English <laughs> literature. Yes, <laughs> just a bunch of like tea ads, you know, for tea and, and the hipster like, coffees. <laughs> uh, no. You'll never guess this delightful solution. <laughs> no, but like Apple, they literally have a review process where a human looks at every single app that gets accepted and every single update, it has to be reviewed by a person. Or maybe yeah. they've automated it now because there's so many, but they go through a bunch of checks and apps fail all the time for features. Um, that, you know, like aren't kosher with iOS, which is really nice. Um, you also can't sideload apps, which, yeah. uh, is just really safe. You know, it's, you, it's not hard. I mean, it's, it can be kind of actually difficult to sideload an app on Android now. Cause it takes you like, you have to turn on, do you, uh, have, to, you have to, you have to go order. into like awkward settings in order to turn it on. Yeah. And then there's like this massive warning that says you might break your phone doing this. <laughs> Yeah. So like I have never had, I've never had weird English in an app like ever. <laughs> I have never like, I think I've only had like maybe one or two apps that ever like crash. Um, like apps on iOS, like they may not be as kind of crazy feature rich as um, Android apps like in variety, but the apps that they do have, which is quite a lot are just, they're all oh, the ones that I use are really high quality, well-designed. Uh, How's the um, YNAB app on iOS? It's probably it's probably made with Ionic or React Native. I'm assuming it's okay. nice though. I mean, it works. It works. But okay. I can tell that it's, it's not, not native. native. Okay, that's how the Android app works too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure they use React Native. I'm actually, I actually think I saw an ad for a React Native developer on their website. Yeah, uh, that would last make sense. Six months, so that would make sense. Um, so it'll work the same. But yeah, the app's really good. So that's my first one. Um, which again, like. You'll just have to. Well, that's not a good enough own. reason to switch by itself. <laughs> so anyway, go on. Try okay. to convince me. The first one, which isn't, isn't going to really convince you either, but w- one of the other reasons I like Apple and iOS is their design. Animojis? No. Animoji, well, that's no. technically part of their design. I though. guess it is. Is their design? I feel like they just have a really aesthetically pleasing design language that they try to push. They have a thing called the HIG, which is the Human Interface Guidelines. Um, which is like their, this is how you should design apps for our platform, um, is really like well done. I think they do a really good job at their apps as well. And the only just their thing, hardware and their software just look nice to me. The only thing that doesn't jive with me is that they have basically the same home screen that they've always had. Yeah. And it looks so 2007 to me <laughs> that it's kind of painful sometimes to see it and just be like, oof. Yeah. Because like mine, I mean... I don't know, like, it's just clean. Yeah, but it's still the same, like, I mean, yours is still, like... It's the same, sim- I mean, it's similar, but, like, I mean, it's not now, now more future, feature-dense, and I can have literally no icons on the home screen if I wanted to, and my phone will function just fine. Yeah, there is no app, like, drawer. There's no draw- app drawer. They call yeah. on, Ad- on iOS, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so how I just like how they design stuff. in a folder? A lot. 
Let me see. So, I mean, you swipe through different menus inside a folder, right? How many are in one grid? Is it like 18 or something? Or nine? Nine. nine. It's nine, and there's one, two, three. You can have four, like six five, pages six, or something. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So, you literally created yourself an app drawer in a folder. Yeah, because I have, I'm uh, in the, the, CTP Gray's Spirit of Thought, which you should have only one screen, no swiping, and you should only have your most used apps and then everything else in one folder. <laughs> so, okay, so basically, you're an Android on iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I just like how he, like, it's kind of, it's actually been years. It's been years and years since he talked about that, on his, and I've literally used it ever since. Um, I think what I do if I were to have it is I'd have what I do right now, which is I have. Oh, come on. Read my phone. I have six folders at the bottom of my screen with my most used app for different categories like pictures, uh, yeah. media, car stuff, like maps and my charging stuff and my the app to connect to my dash cam and finances, religious, entertainment and time wasting and then like connecting to people like messages and Facebook and other nonsenses like that. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the stuff I just use – I ha- I just recently found a really cool search um, that replaces the Google widget. Oh yeah, and it's super amazing. It searches. I can search for files on my phone. It's like it's basically like uh, Alfred for my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it literally, I just and it remembers things that I use often. So if I am looking for Chrome because I don't have a shortcut to Chrome because I normally get through it through links or other apps, but when I'm searching for Chrome specifically. I just hit C and it knows I'm looking for Chrome because I used to, I've searched for Chrome before. Yeah. Or um the most like like it's really cool is I can start typing in like a couple words and if it recognizes that I've been to a website with those names like Swappa. Swappa is a website that I look for used newish tech is what they're called, used tech. That's where I've gotten my Chromebook and where I'm probably going to buy a MacBook. Um but when I start searching for Swappa it originally was like a Google search for Swappa. Now it recognizes that it's a web page and I go directly to the web page from the search. That's really awesome. That's a really nice feature. I yeah. like that. Yeah. The only thing, like, I keep, I only have one folder and the rest of my home screen is just the apps that I use the most or the ones that I think are the prettiest because that's how facetious I am. Not facetious. Uh, shallow. There Pompous. Then pom and more shallow. Bushy. <laughs> so, and so if I want to do something, um, I can just, like on on iOS, that like anywhere you are, you just pull down and it pulls up a search and it has like your series suggested apps and then you can just search for apps or whatever and it'll just pull them up, which is nice. Okay, um, so that's that's is that? Do you go into the folder or do you go into your search to find? I apps? always go into the search. Sometimes okay. I do go into okay. folder. Okay, okay. Honestly, I would like that. That's fine. So that so yeah, design just general design. I think Apple does a good job on their hardware design. I think they do a good job with except actually their new the new. Um, Stovetop, I think, and or uh, the Pixel did a little better than the. Uh, I think the, the only reason the why the Pixel's camera bump looks good is because the rest of the phone is matte. Yeah, it's like it's not yeah, as it's shiny. Opposite yeah, it's the opposite iPhone. on the, the nicest iPhone. Um, so there's that one. Then now we're getting into like I guess more iOS features, or like ones that are like specific to iOS. And the first one, this is uh, number three, I guess actually, not the first one, is what you already mentioned. Subcategory two, the first one is subcategory two. Kind of, it's just the uh, that it syncs between your Mac, which I absolutely continuity or whatever they call it. It's called continuity. I actually never use continuity because continuity is literally like you can be typing an email, and then a little thing will pop up and it'll say, "Hey, you can click on this," and it'll pull in your the email that you've already drafted. I don't really use that too much, but it is nice to have notes that always sync. And Apple's notes, like their notes app, is so good. It never has any conflict issues. Everything just works. It's delicious. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I use it for, like, everything. It's, like, my filing cabinet. Um, And then, like, one of the things that I use a lot is um, when I have a demo I want to listen to or, like, a new mix that I made, I can... Put it in your notes? I can, no. I put it in iTunes, like, under, like, the artist name and all that stuff, and then it will just automatically sync to my iPhone. And so then I can listen to it in the music app along with my other music and like I can put it on repeat. I can put it next to other songs and just play it like a normal song. And uh, it's fantastic. Though that would actually be a little bit more of an Apple Music feature. Um, 
But, I think uh, I, I, I assume Spotify is really well developed on iOS as well. Spotify could probably do that too. I actually don't know, but probably. Um, I'm but assuming yeah, just, they probably put more effort into the iOS app than the Android app, and the Android app is really good. Yeah, the iOS app is good. I actually have it. I only use it to look at monthly Your own listeners stuff. for like different <laughs> bands that I've heard of for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that's nice is like when you copy something on the Mac, it'll automatically like sync that copy, so you can paste it on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Just the syncing, the talking between the two um, is really nice. The fourth one is. I have a question for you, real quick. Yes. What are you syncing about? Gosh. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> Going on. Um, and then the fourth one, which I know I or Android has similar features, but it's so nice, um, is called. It's an app that Apple just released called Shortcuts. Um, oh, it's like a tasker thing. It's basically it's like, a tasker uh, thing. I, I, Samsung's is the one that I use right now. So you can set like a profile for work when you get to work, it mutes your phone. Things like that, yeah. But it's more like this guy, yeah. It's an app that used to be just like a third-party app. Um, and it was he was one, given the old Apple adoption, <laughs> yeah. hug a death. It was literally, it won a bunch of awards. Like everyone used, it was so amazing what they did. And then Apple was like, you know what? We like this. And they just bought it. They bought the whole company. And all the people that there now just work for Apple mm. on that team. <clears throat> but their benefits got better. They've done I'm sure they did. Yeah, they're just some scrappy startup. And now they you know, have a bunch of money. I don't know. Scrappy startups tend to be the ones that overcompensate with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. But it was like a pretty small kidding. team from what I understand. And so now, but now they have system integration. Oh, that's right. And so that means that's big, big, big. Yeah. So you can do a lot of really cool stuff. And there's a guy on one of the podcasts I listen to who literally has a has shortcuts with like 800 actions in them, and he basically like builds apps inside of this of this app, basically. Um, So it's really powerful. Like I use it for just a couple things, but when I need something automated, like several steps all done at once automatically, like it just works really well. Um, oh, that's cool. That would be very useful. And it and it has the same Apple like way of Design. doing things. Yeah. So it's very clean, very easy to use, very user friendly, and it's just it's just nice. Um, so that was number four. And actually, that's it. Those are like the main things that I use the most. Would be those. Um, but just yeah, overall. Um, so that's one that I didn't know about. Um, the shortcuts thing. I think you've mentioned it before, but for some reason it just kind of like skimmed over yeah. my consciousness. It's probably not quite as like super feature rich as like the Android version because there are some things that Apple's like, eh, we probably don't want you to have access to that. I would um, rather have something that's easy to use than Tasker. So Tasker is the biggest one for Android and it's been around forever and it does Everything you can do on your phone, it can do. Mm. Um, and then there are a few things that you need root access to do, like unlock your phone, oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. and a couple other random things. So you have to root your phone in order to give it that access. Um, but I almost never use it because it's kind of – it's since it's not integrated with the OS itself, there's battery optimizations that can affect it sometimes mm-hmm. so it doesn't run especially on Samsung phones because even if you tell it not to optimize an app for battery stuff, it still sometimes does because <laughs> Samsung is just a bunch of buggy goobers. Um, no, but the uh, the main issue I have with it is it's so incredibly confusing mm-hmm. that you kind of have to know C Sharp or, or Java or I think Kotlin. I don't know which programming language. One of those low-level languages mm-hmm. to know how to actually use it to its full power. Oh, uh, yeah. And... I am not going to spend like two and a half hours for one short automation task that literally takes me five seconds that I'm just tired of doing daily. Yeah. And this one is pretty powerful. You actually can like their JavaScript stuff that you can do and you can render HTML pages. You can do like a bunch of stuff, but it's all pretty – I mean – the super advanced features are pretty buried. I mean, you can get to them, but they're not going to like say, hey, here's enter your JavaScript now. You know, you're just like, what, what? Um, What's JavaScript? This guy, like, he's insane. He He's literally a programmer. He doesn't actually program in any actual language, but he programs in this app. And he has, he, he connects. He plays, this is his factorio. Yeah, he, he connects to like APIs from like 
online services and like oh, that's pulls cool. data. He he does the most insane stuff. He's amazing. Good for him. He should um, learn how to program and get a better job. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he's literally just a writer. He loves yeah. writing about apps and he loves it. But uh, he's an Italian guy. Um, is this on the Vergecast? No, this is uh, the Relay FM stuff. It's okay, called Relay Connected. FM. Okay, Connected. Um, one of kind of their main shows. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but those those are kind of the main features. Is really their apps are great and uh, just yeah. There's so, no system bloatware. There's no like carrier bloatware or anything. It's all just all just iOS only. One of the issues that I am actually concerned about is that there are a lot of features that are native to iOS that aren't that are part of the like the iOS thought process. Like people who use it intuitively know these things exist. Mm -hmm. And me coming from Android, having always used Android and having literally only ever touched your phone for iOS stuff, um, there's going to be a lot of features I'm going to have no idea exist. And I won't even know to look for them to save myself time or whatever, because I won't know they exist. Yeah. Right. And that's the main thing that I'm worried about is I wanted, if, if I do end up trying it, I want to give it like an actual shot of becoming a main thing because of how much disdain I have for Google right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so like, honestly, like if, if I'm going to go in on it, I'm going to go in on it. Also another thing, the one, the main feature that I have been thinking of and really, really wanting, like I have some serious feature envy offer this is with the AirPods. Oh my gosh. Yes. AirPods are Absolutely fantastic. So I have the Galaxy Buds, <laughs> and the Galaxy Buds are literally the best pair of headphones I've ever had. I hate the way they fit in my ear um, because I don't like in-ear canal oh, yeah, headphones, yeah. and mm-hmm. the AirPods aren't like that. They're like the normal earbuds, Yep. and I are. want that. But at the same time, like my favorite thing is how quick they connect, how there's no dangling cables or anything like that. But there's one thing I wish I could do, and that is keep them in my ears and then connect to my computer. Yep. And... I have not even figured out how to repair them <laughs> so that I can pair them with my computer. I don't mean fix them. I mean like pair them again away from my phone. Oh yeah. Cause I have no, I like, I know it's possible for them to connect to a different device. I just, I can't figure out how to do it and I don't want to put the time in to figure it out cause that's too much, too much of a jank. Yeah. It's too frustrating. And so like, that's some serious envy. I want to be able to sit down at my computer desk after like having gone for a walk or to get a drink or to use the restroom and then to get back to my desk and switch from listening to something on my phone to back to my, my work computer and just cruise and not have to worry about taking them out and putting on a stupid massive pair of headphones that mess my hair up. <laughs> yeah, they are really nice and I've really like... I I used to have before I bought got AirPods I would have a pair of Bluetooth headphones that I use with my phone, and then right. a pair of normal headphones that I use with my Mac because repairing Bluetooth is so frustrating sometimes. Um, and like the Bose ones that I had a couple years ago, I still love those and still kind of miss them sometimes because I got the Beats X and they're terrible. Um, <laughs> they sometimes they just wouldn't the like trying to pair them. Sometimes they would connect and then you try to go back to your old ones and they would totally fail and i had to forget the device and turn them off turn them back on and like repair them that's the worst but having to just be i can just go up click on the music the little uh, volume indicator on the top on your macbook toolbar and then my airpods will pop up and i can just click it and then they just and there's done it's like connecting to wi-fi that's you're just connecting to to your airpods yeah i wonder if there's an even better an an, an even better automated way of doing that yeah like a little little shortcut or something like a, a keyboard shortcut to just switch them over yeah, I'm um, sure there is. Do they automatically reconnect your iPhone when you're done? With, like if you disconnect there? Um, or do you have to... Like, you have to switch them back most of the time. What about if you just like put them away and then later just open it up and put them in? Would they just automatically connect to your iPhone? Um, if your computer's like nowhere near? I don't know, actually. I you should try that because that's something I'd probably is I'd probably at the end of the day take them out and put them away and then drive home. And then later I'd pull them out and, connect, and assume they're reconnected. Yeah, they may. Um, it's super easy. Like again, it's super easy to switch them back. I don't. I don't know. I'd have to test it out, like specifically. Right. Um, but yeah, like at least the podcast app that I have and the music app, they have like the little like where do you want to listen from button built in. So most of the time, even if they don't pair, you just tap it, tap it, and it's done. Yeah, but it's that's like not two bad taps anyway. Um, that's nuts. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I the AirPods would probably be my number five then. Actually, now that you mention it. 
That is a serious like software domination. Yeah, like and no one else Apple does Watch, that. Connecting them to them all is super nice as well. It's just unfortunate. I think the Apple Watch just looks like garbage. Yeah, it's not the prettiest thing in the it's world. It literally looks like a Star Trek gadget to me. But its functionality, which is, is so nice so funny, that I because can't not use it. It's so funny to me because like Apple is known for not looking like nerd gadgets. <laughs> it looks like nice and just smooth, and then their i their Apple Watch just literally looks like it's straight out of Star Trek to me. Yeah, I mean the the bubble icon thing that looks good. The uh, um, like the main display or whatever it is where you can get to like the little apps and yeah, there's just a bunch of little it? circles. There's like a name that everyone calls it the honeycomb. The honeycomb. Yeah, it looks nice. If it were on a round screen, it would look way better. <laughs> yeah, Apple doesn't do round screens. Not yet. Uh, it'll happen soon enough because there are literally other than Pebble watches. Pebble. They're not Pebble anymore. No, Pebble was bought by... Pebble was bought by Fitbit. Fitbit, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Fitbit. Fitbit watches are, are the only ones that are really offer square screens now. Everything else is round, and round looks good because it's a watch. But, yeah, um, I think there's probably a good chance that I'll probably buy my MacBook in the next week, and there's actually a decent chance I might spend more than I should on it because I want longevity. Is that how you say that? Longevity? Longevity. Or longevity. I think it's longevity with a G. Longevity. I mean, jevity is also a G. Yeah. I mean, it's... Longevity. Either way, people understand it. Yeah. How's your longevity? (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I think I'm done with this topic, though. I'm still going to be thinking about stuff for a while. And Nathan three years ago would just be absolutely blown away that I'm actually seriously considering this. I know. I remember when you were considering a MacBook before you got your... I know. That was two years ago now? It's been two years. It's been two years. Probably longer because we weren't even in... We were still in Orem. Yeah, it was... And we've been here for two years. Over two years. Very... Wait. No, it's been literally... Oh, it's only been a year and a half. It's It's been been exactly two years since I was considering it because it was Christmas time last time I considered it. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was um, like a month before or three weeks before Christmas time that I started considering getting it. And the only reason why I didn't is because I had a hold on my credit and I had to, I would have had to, um, give them like a, literally a, a letter in the mail, like snail mail them proof <laughs> of my identity. And I ended up getting something else, which worked better for me in that time period of my life. Anyway. Did what actually, whatever happened to that computer, that computer, that laptop I had. Yeah. Um, I sold it to my sister. It's her main computer. Oh, yes, she loves okay. it. I remember that. Remember that. She tells me like once a month how much she loves it because <laughs> it's a nice little system. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> She's been having problems with it in the last couple of days, actually. Oof. I mean, it's not the newest computer. Anyway, um, giving money over to a company is going to be fun. <laughs> Almost as fun as donating money to a church. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Great segue. <laughs> I, I'm the king of segues. <laughs> no, not that segue. now so um so recently there's been a ton of ridiculous i say ridiculous and show my bias but there's been a lot of it's ridiculous how much attention this is getting considering this has been fairly public knowledge for years and years and years and years and years um like for example the time article called mormon incorporated that talked about the finances of the church. When was that? That was in like 2000, 2001, like early 2000s. I don't remember when, but it's been forever that that's been talked about. I mean, 20 years. Gosh, that's so weird. 20 years. That's crazy. 20 years. (laughs) You're almost 30. True. I'm almost an old man like you. True. Man, eight-year-old me would have thought I was so boring. Yeah, so anyway, basically, there's this guy that allegedly whistle blew um, a bunch of facts about how the church has like over a billion, a hundred billion dollars saved, made from tithing money. And a bunch of people are absolutely freaking out because they are like, holy cow, you can do so much good with that money. Why are you just quote unquote hoarding it? (laughs) Keyword being hoarding, of course, like people accusing the church of hoarding it. What do you think? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Most of them I uh, put in a text message yesterday. Um, 
but I guess my my here, here are my two thoughts that I'll start. One, I find it interesting, and it, this is the same exact argument that the left uses to steal money from the rich. It right. is, oh my gosh, that's a ton of money. They must be corrupt. We should take it from them to do X with it. Right. Because we think X is better than what they're doing. Because we it. think X is better, which is immoral to take someone Absolutely. else's money for your cause. Um, and also, for me, it's like the only person who should ever be able to morally decide what your money should go to is between you and the Lord. Or whatever, you know? You and your own conscience. Yeah, you and your own conscience. Or if you're a believer, you and God. Yeah, and so the church, obviously, if you have a testimony in what they do, they are directed by God. And so I have literally zero problems with them having (laughs) over $100 billion. It's like if they had, you know, a trillion dollars, it literally would not matter because it was just, well, that's what the Lord wants them to do. They're preparing for hard times and it's fine. The only thing that would like genuinely shake me is if the church was taking this money and like paying for prostitutes with it. <laughs> like they, if they were literally doing it to buy giant corporations, like if they bought out Google, which they couldn't afford <laughs> and a bunch of other like massive companies, I would just be like, okay, makes sense to me. That's fine. Yeah. I give them that money. That's their money. Now they can do with it what they want. Yeah. That's, and that's because like when, when I donate my money, I have no emotional strings attached to it anymore. It's okay. gone. It's not mine. In Same. fact, for the most part, it never was mine emotionally because I always plan on donating exactly a tithe, right? Yeah. So I find this whole situation hilarious, and I think it was summed up in one Facebook comment I saw the other day just so absolutely perfectly that the only people that have a problem with how the church deals with tithing are people who don't give tithing. <laughs> yeah. That was my second point. Yeah, that's your second point. Sorry for, yeah. for No, that's it. totally fine. It made me laugh out loud when I read it because I'm like, wow, I don't know anyone that pays tithing that has a problem with this. Seriously, I said that I thought the same thing. I was like, no, 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 I know he's okay with it. No, no, yeah. Every single, Every person, single person that I know I who's a full tithe that player I know. doesn't yeah. care. And I think that's fine. Like, It's totally fine. It just bugs me when people think, it's, oh, we're trying to protect the saints and we're trying to keep them from this big, bad corporation. An extension of outrage culture. Yeah. People love finding drama. And so when this guy comes forward with his alleged facts, the church has not even confirmed any of them and none of the records are public. This is all according to one dude mm-hmm. who doesn't even work for the church anymore, <laughs> who apparently like collected this forever and sent it to the the the, the, the IRS who also basically said um, yeah there's no reason to do like their tax information's fine and they <laughs> give us their information as they should like and the church themselves are like we'll work with investigations so IRS if you want to audit us go for it we will work with you 100% of the way and be completely transparent with you yeah and i am like so happy because this is brought to my attention one of the most profound thoughts that I that that is you know related to finances that I've had in the longest time, um, which is interesting to me, the church has been telling us they've been storing up money, like literally every general conference in April they say the church follows its teachings of sticking to a budget, staying within your means, and saving money for a time of need. That's what they say this money is for. This money is is being saved for a time of need. So when I, you know, hear that and see all this stuff, like that they're actually doing it, I'm like, holy cow, they practice what they preach. That is such a good example. Why I need to do that in my life after I buy that MacBook. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, For me, it also kind of bugs me that all of these lay people on Facebook, um, they assume they, they hear a big number, hundred billion dollars, and they instantly think that's an unfathomably large amount. Well, yeah, that, but also that it's immoral because they know what the church should be doing with that. It's like, oh, right. are they, you? Yeah. It's like, are you a tax attorney? No. Are you an accountant? No. Have you ever ran a business that has more than a million dollars? Have you ever I owned a business? Period. I guarantee most of these people that are saying I know what they should do with their money 
are more in debt than the average person that pays their tithing. Yeah, and it's like, are you, you know, have you ever run a company? Have you ever had, do you know what the church is spending on what? Do you know what their finances are like? They know nothing about it. They just see a big number and they instantly think that, oh, that's immoral because of X, Y, Z. Also, I am so proud of the church because, again, they are using their money so well that they have that much money. $100 billion? Holy cow. They're building temples like crazy. And now I, 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 I've always been like, wow, that's amazing. They can afford that. That's incredible. How do they afford that? Like, cause temples are not cheap. Yeah, no, they are not. not cheap. And so when I, he- now that I hear that they have for a time of need, a hundred billion dollars, I'm just like, good job. <laughs> like, I am so proud of your ability to have been able to do that. Like, obviously I have no idea how much revenue they get. I don't want to call it revenue cause they're not selling anything. I don't uh, how much in donations they get. I have no idea how much they get. So I don't know how long they've been saving this for. Yeah. And yeah, so it it it's an awesome thing. It's yeah. it's it's such a I mean, it it's such an incredible thing to me that that they're doing this cuz like that puts me at at ease. Like if something terrible happens and suddenly like half of the people around me are just in general Tons of members can no longer provide for themselves because they've been providing for the church. The church can provide for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, that's like literally all the thoughts. Yeah. We could talk about this forever, but yeah, it's just, true. We could. just the general thoughts. I'm sure people who are listening to this, the one person that listens to this, maybe two, maybe three, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure they've heard about it and have their own opinions. Well, yeah. But we all know that your guys' opinions are wrong, and ours are the only ones that are correct. Yeah, even if you agree with us, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think it's great. Go, go, church! Like, congrats on being amazing and true. Yeah, and that's uh, that's all we had for today. What's the temperature? It's your turn. I'm pulling it up. Let's see if yours is the same as mine was when we started, because yours is always slower than mine. Oh, burn. Whoa. What is what do you see? Uh mine says twenty-two degrees, feels like eighteen, precipitation is three percent. Really? Yep. Really? Mine says it's twenty-eight and feels like twenty-four. Wow. That's a difference. Mine's a probably difference. more accurate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Based on literally no data. <laughs> Yours pulls from mine though. Mine's dark skies. Mine actually doesn't pull from dark sky. Oh, I thought it did. It did, and then they had an update, and you have to pay for that. So I didn't want to do that. Oh, so yours is probably inaccurate then because you're a cheapskate. <laughs> the, okay, here's the thing. That is the, the least thing Apple thing I've heard of you doing. This, <laughs> this is a really nice weather app. Like, I love the way it looks. Everything's great about it. But they switched to this new uh, this new subscription model, and it's like, I'm not going to pay that. a subscription for my weather app. I'm sorry. So I'm just using yeah. their free version. Dark Skies is a subscription. It's like $2.99 a year. Yeah. So it's really cheap, so I'm okay. Actually, with if it were two ninety nine, I'd probably pay for it. But this one's just looking at Dark Skies, man. You I, could have the, the official Dark Skies. Here's the problem: the Dark Skies app on iOS. I don't know what it is on Android. Just doesn't look good. It's delicious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's ten bucks a year. Oof. Yeah, that's not cheap. That's not cheap enough for weather. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you can Apple, literally Google that. Yeah, Apple has a default weather app um, that probably uses the Dark Sky API. Um, but I. I like this one that I use. I just wish it weren't so expensive. And that was a casual conversation about the weather. <laughs>